Hey there, friends and foes. Good morning, multiverse. This is Back of the Cereal Box, the pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth. And this morning, we're going to be talking about something new, but it's a classic IP. We're going to be talking about the brand new series on Netflix, Gamera Rebirth, as part of our crypt. Uh, our our Kaiju Crunch series as part of Saturday Morning 101. And we are going to do that right after this from our friends, the Murdering Crows. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. All right, friends and foes, that awesome theme song is performed by our friends DL Memphis and the Geek Gumshoe, otherwise known as the Murdering Crows. You can get that album for Bad Crows at Amazon, iTunes, Google, or anywhere you buy music, and it's pretty spectacular. And we also want to thank our Cereal Box super friends, Kate Hawkins, Eli Cash, Cindy Kep, Sharice Collins, Dave Mattingly. They keep the show running, and you can too. You can too. You too can have your name in lights at buymeacoffee.com/slash cereal box pod. I'm a little tang tangled this morning, and it is time to welcome in our co-hosts, my emotional support Canadian, the Peppermint Princess, the social media socialite, <laughs> all the way from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Willow Schuyler, who is a fan of X-Men, Power Rangers, Mutant Ninja Turtles, and all things comic book and geek. How are you this morning, Willow? I am fantastic. Awesome. How are you? <laughs> I'm super, super excited to be talking about our topic this morning. And also joining us from a hidden base in Columbia, Tennessee, your wife's favorite redhead, fantastic artist, cosplayer, photographer, and fan of all things comic book it is aubrey cavett good morning aubrey good morning everybody bright-eyed and bushy-tailed with barely any sleep again how's everybody doing <laughs> i'm extremely tired this morning we'll talk about that in a minute i, I think we're all feeling it this morning <laughs> yeah yeah and for those of you just joining us i am the prophet of pop culture john pika you can call me johnny and Avengers comic books, Star Wars movies, and Saturday morning cartoons made me who I am today. This is Back of the Cereal Box, a pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth. And when I was a kid growing up, Saturday mornings meant cartoons, comic books, kaiju movies, and big bowls of cereal. And because we didn't have iPhones or tablets at the breakfast table on Saturday mornings, we were reading the back of the cereal box. That was our newspaper. That was our portal. That was our world. And that's what this show is about. 
And uh, this morning, ladies, I'll just go ahead and start us off. I am going to do a live taste test of the brand new monster cereal, Carmella Creeper. So, um, yeah, so that that leads into our very first question every Saturday morning. What's in the bowl? And Carmella Creeper is going to be in ours. But ladies, say hello to the audience this morning as I prep this cereal and tell us what's in your bowl. Willow? Uh, I'm uh, eating the uh, um, Tim uh, Tim Hortons uh, <laughs> apple fritter cereal again. I'll tell you what. Willow makes that box of cereal go pretty far every week. It's my Saturday morning ritual. Yeah, it's I honestly don't eat cereal during the week. Well, I do, but I eat <laughs> Magic Spoon cereal. I, I'm good, but on Saturdays, I'm a little bit bad. Aubrey, what do you got this morning? Well, What's in your bowl? Um, I'm a hardcore fan. Ever since I was a little girl, ever since I was born, actually, I think I ate my first pancake when I probably wasn't old enough to. I have many pancakes oh. from IHOP. All right. I've never tried them before. So we're many doing pancakes. We're doing two uh, blind taste tests this morning. Now, well, Aubrey, I've heard nothing but good things about this cereal. Well, I'm a blueberry fan and I'm a pancake fan, so. I love pancakes. It's one of my all-time favorite breakfasts. Well, so, yeah, go ahead and pour yours in the bowl. I've got Carmela Creeper. And you know what? Let's do it at the same time this morning. Let's Let's see. Okay. What we think now when I when I open the box for Carmella Creeper, um, it does have a very distinct caramel apple smell. Mm. And mm. if you didn't know, they created Carmella Creeper mm -hmm. brand new this year as part of the monster cereal line, a brand new character. And I can't find my spoon. Oh, here it is. Um, oh my gosh. Now, I did a dry taste test, and it has a very sharp apple flavor. What about you, Aubrey? The blueberry flavor is amazing. They're very crunchy. Both of these are by General Mills. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. General Mills, for me, is a big hit and miss, Willow, because sometimes they, they don't taste like anything. Sometimes it's the General Mills cereals just taste like cardboard. Okay, so it does taste like blueberry pancakes. If you close your eyes, it could almost taste like one of those blueberry muffins you can warm up in the microwave. Okay. I put mine in the toaster oven, but that's what that tastes like. I wouldn't say pancake because I feel like it's missing a bit of sweetness, actually. And that's me. I'm not a sweets person as much as you think. I love savory. But this has got a crunch to it. It almost dissolves like Captain Crunch in your mouth when it gets mushy at the end. But there's a really distinct, strong muffin blueberry flavor. You guys, you just saw my face as I tasted Carmella Creeper. Uh oh. This is the Teenage Mutant Ninja's Mutant <laughs> Mayhem cereal. It's the same cereal. Uh -oh. The same flavor? It's the exact same flavor. It tastes exactly. It, are they met by the same company? Did did mute did? General Mills do Mutant Mayhem? Somebody look that up. I can't. I see the box sitting behind me, but I can't 
see that far. Mm. Okay, and they're staying crunchy too. That's shocking. Yeah, it's a General Mills cereal. Yeah. Dang it! I'm so disappointed. I really wanted this to be very car caramelly and mm -hmm. and you know because I love caramel. Mm. And it's the exact same flavor. It's the exact same cereal, just in a different shape and a different color. Now, they do have these. Um, well, if I can get a hold of one, here, let's go to the box. The shape of these, unlike the Mutant Mayhem cereal, which is just a disc, these are ghost shaped cereal pieces. Okay. Oh, interesting. Where is that, Johnny? Hmm? What color is that? Green. For caramel apple. Green but apple. It's a, but it's a different green than the Ninja Turtles? The Ninja Turtles isn't green. The Ninja Turtles is yellow. And it's yellow discs with green marshmallows. Do, do you think they, you know, may have mixed up the cereal? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> the green ones should have been for the uh, turtles. <laughs> They just they just use the exact they they just use the exact same recipe, but different molds and a different <laughs> dye. It's the exact same cereal. Mm, that's cheating. <laughs> On a scale of one to five bowls of cereal, it, this gets a two and a half. Oh, and a and the and only, reason, oh, no. only reason it gets a two or, or or a half is because the back. Of the cereal box is Yay. epic. So this has a monsters comic on the back. Nice. And this is when I talk about you know my childhood reading the back of the cereal box. This is what I'm talking about. They would publish comics and games and have records that you could cut out and play and mazes and fun facts and you know uh oh something just happened to. Uh, Aubrey's uh -huh. camera. We're going to mute that <laughs> while she fixes that. Um, but uh, yeah, so great comic on the back introducing Carmela Creeper to the other monsters. That's going to give it its half bowl, but for flavor and taste, two. Two bowls is all I can give this. <laughs> and what, what happened there? Did you have an earthquake in Columbia? <laughs> Um, it was the rumble of me getting my cereal box ready for the swag we'll be showing up. <laughs> we had a blur much moment there, folks. Sorry. <laughs> All right. It gets a little bit better as it stays in the milk. But you know what? Really? Just like the Mutant nin Ninja Turtle cereal, what gives it its flavor is the marshmallows. That's what makes it tasty. Oh, really? What yeah. flavor are the marshmallows? Sugar. <laughs> don't I don't think that's a flavor, but <laughs> well, I don't know that it is either. But I'm gonna eat it because I'm starving <laughs> this morning. But I'm not happy about this. You know what I do have? I I might I might just add it in to what Ooh. is already here. I've got mini pops. Pops, pops. pops. Remember, 
commercials. All right. So we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do a mix here. We're gonna see what happens. I know exactly what is going to happen. The pop cereal is going to improve this substantially because Kellogg's, you know, despite what anyone thinks, is still high quality stuff. And um, they're not a sponsor, but you could be. Ooh, Kellogg's only cereal box channel. <laughs> Instant win. Instant win. Mix your cereals, folks. Kellogg's saves the day with <laughs> Kellogg's mini pops. All right. So, Willow, we yes, have sir. a bunch of comments. We do. All right. So, let's see who we got here. Um, <laughs> Before Aubrey came into the studio, she posted a comment. Morning, Cereal Box Podcast fans. What's your swag this morning and what's in your bowl? Yes, we want to know. So in our super chat, let us know what your new loot is for this week and what you're eating in your bowl this Saturday morning. And Andrew Milden says, good morning, all. Great topic today. Yes, can't wait. We're going to be talking about Gamera Rebirth. Super excited. And... Teeny Teamers says, welcome, Skylar. What? Huh? Wait, what? Skylar. Is this someone you know? Willow? I'm not, I'm not this, recognizing the name. Is is this one of your um, Twitch stalkers? I, you know what? Ooh. I honestly don't broadcast on Twitch as but much we as I do. should. But... So Andrew Milden... Is asking, Johnny, summer movie showdown. We, every year, Andrew and I do a summer movie showdown episode of Back in the Cereal Box. And I've been putting this off, Andrew, because really, there's no purpose. Every movie that has come out this summer has been pretty mediocre, except Barbie. I've not seen Oppenheimer, so I can't speak to that. But Barbie was unbelievably good. And in my mind, it wins the summer movie showdown, so there's no need to even do it. You can't really compare uh, Oppenheimer with Barbie, though, because they're two different movies. And I loved Oppenheimer. It was a really good movie. I thought it was really well done. Well, but that's the whole thing with the marketing is that fans combined them and created Barbenheimer. And so that Again, was like... two different wait. movies, though. Two, di two different genres, two different, completely different uh, movies. One's a biopic and one's just, you know, Barbie. A fantasy. <laughs> no, it, it is a, a cutting social commentary mm -hmm. using the vehicle of the Barbie fantasy. You didn't get that? And then, uh, and then of course, there's uh, the um, uh, the Mario movie, which mm. was really well done as well. Thank you for saying that, Willow. I agree. I do love the Barbie movie for different, complete reasons than the, I mean, come on, Super Mario Brothers, man. 
I'm okay. the generation we grew up with Atari and when Mario Brothers came out, I just stuttered. Come on, okay. <laughs> I well, was like the one in the basement, guys. I was the girl in the basement. Oh my god, jump, <laughs> jump, jump. Oh, I'll get it next time. <laughs> That's hysterical. The Super Mario Brothers movie was really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, and those three movies. Barbie, Oppenheimer, and Super Mario Brothers are the only three movies this year that have topped $1 billion. Congratulations. Yeah. Mega blockbusters. Um, and all three completely different. Ryan Permisson says, good morning, everyone. Posted my new loot on the Facebook page. Take a look. We will. And he says, shared this episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. And Andrew Milden says, at least it's not IHOB cereal. <laughs> what? Okay. All right. So Brad <laughs> Purnell asks, I'm curious about that caramel apple cereal. Mm -hmm. I had a friend who is obsessed with the monster cereals, and he said it was just all right, nothing special. I, I'm going to agree. I'm not even going to say it's just all right. It's not very good. I don't Johnny like it. Just all right, Johnny? No. Oh, no. No. Hey, my friend Julie Riga chimes in and says, Hi, this is fun. Thank you, Julie. It's supposed Hi, Julie. to be fun. We're celebrating the fun of the Saturdays of our youth. Welcome into the virtual rec room. Andrew Milden agrees that Mario is great. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Andrew says, IHOB is International House of Burgers. That would be the grossest cereal. Okay, so you know what? A couple of years ago, Post Cereal did a line of specialty cereals that included maple bacon donut, which was epic. But then they also did a chicken and waffles cereal that was maybe one of the best cereals I've ever, ever had. Now, Willow is in Manitoba, Canada, in Winnipeg. So she's probably never had chicken and waffles. No, but uh, it, it is uh, Le Burger Week happening here. So the International House of Burgers would probably really go really well with that uh, Burger Week. <laughs> okay, but Johnny, I'm sorry. I have to interrupt. I did not try that cereal. Please, for the other audience members that did not. What did the chicken and waffles taste like? Exactly like chicken and waffles. Exactly. I mean, it was unbelievable. It tasted exactly. Do you, you've had chicken and waffles? But never I a mean, cereal. No, <laughs> no. But it, it was it was it was fantastic, and um, you know, what it's, brand it's, is that? It was Post, Post and it was okay. a limited time oh. only. Um, they, they, you know what? I, I, I did a live taste test of it like four years ago before this was even a show. I did it on a Wednesday night from my office and, uh, I'll have to find that video and maybe post it as a special short because oh, heck yeah. it was unreal good. <laughs> and, and Willow just left us for a minute. So, oh, um, Willow, where'd you go? but, but, you know, Aubrey, you're from this, you live in the South. And mm -hmm. people who aren't from the South don't understand what a staple chicken and waffles really is. Um, and for those of you who are like, okay, what, what are you talking about? 
chicken tenders, mm -hmm. Belgian waffle, yeah, butter syrup, and there. The first time I ever had it, I was in Little Rock, Arkansas. This is twenty years ago, and I was like, "Where has this been all my life?" Now in Nashville, go ahead. I have to say that um, chicken and waffles is um, not my favorite dish, but the first time I tried it, because I like savory, I'm not a sweet person really as much. So for me, I had to put hot sauce on it. So that's where I was going next. Here <laughs> in Nashville, we do hot chicken Nashville and waffles. Hot. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm. And here in Gallatin, we have um, Martin's chicken and waffles, and they are unbelievably good. I have never tried them. I'll have to try them out. Yeah, um, I they they're kind of a a, a um, sponsor of the show in that they are um, of, of my magic show, Beyond Smoke and Mirrors, in that they have been promoting it very heavily. But the problem is they close at three on Saturdays, mm. so. By the time we're done with the show, they're closed. Otherwise, I would take everyone over there. And um, and and the best chicken waffles is the chicken tenders on top of the waffles. Now, some places, like Brad Parnell mentions Metro Diner makes a killer chicken and waffles, but Metro Diner's is a chicken breast it, with with the bones and um, yeah, you, and you and maybe a wing. So you have to you have to cut it, and it's a little bit different than just the uh, the uh, tenders. Um, we got some more comments here. Julie Riga says, "Thank you. I was awesome at Super Mario." Go Julia! Yeah, Julie uh, is of our generation, and um, I love that. Kellyanne Woods or Kelly. Yeah, Kellyanne Woods Tupper says chicken and waffles tasted like deep fried waffles in syrup. Question mark. Are you asking me if that's what it tasted like, or are you saying that it tasted like that? Um, I don't know, but it was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And Brad Parnell adds they use strawberry butter and a massive pieces of chicken. Now, Ooh, strawberry this, butter. This is Metro Diner. Now at Martin's chicken and waffles in Gallatin. Their their waffles are Belgian waffle, but it's a it's a buckwheat cinnamon huh. Belgian waffle. Ooh. Interesting. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, um I'll have to try that one of these days for sure. Yeah. Sounds very much like a southern dish though. It is. Mm. It is very I was saying that when you had to step away that it is a southern thing. Um, so people who, cause I grew up in Ohio and I, I had never heard of this and I come down to the South and I'm in little rock, Arkansas, and I have chicken and waffles from a food truck. And I was blown away by how well it works together, how good it is. And I was just like, where has this been all my life? And Andrew Milden says, I like the full wing myself or the chicken mixed into the waffle mix. Ooh. I've never tried that. That might be something mm -hmm. to try. And that was kind of the uh, idea, I guess, with the cereal. It was uh, kind of mixed in. But chicken with waffle mix. I'll have to remind you, remember to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and Brad Parnell says, y'all are making me hungry for a lot more than a bowl of cereal. Well, you know, it's what we do. You're welcome. <laughs> Eat good and, in the morning, guys. Yes. Listen, uh, podcasting is the most important meal of the day. Um, now, <laughs> it is time for our next segment brought to you by the Tales of the Decoverse series, available at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and Volume 3, soon to come. Uh, but it is time for us to reach into the box, just like we were when we were kids, root around, pull out the prize in our segment called <laughs> New Loot. And Aubrey, you have something that you are super excited to show off. So reach into your box and okay. show us what your prize is this week. Okay. So I did not really get to show off my cereal box, the back of it. Okay. It doesn't have anything very explanatory except the pictures and a cup of coffee, which I do have with my cereal today. But I have something funny coming out of here. Ooh. This is Badger and what? What is it? I can't read what that says. So it's backwards. G-H-I-N-A. I don't know. To be honest with you, I tried to read it last night before. Oh, the that says China. This is Badger China. Oh, China. oh, it's a bull the in bull. a China shop. But that's funny because it's a buffalo. It's not a bull. <laughs> okay. So in this episode of Badger, which by the way, guys, I've never read Badger. This is my first Badger. Um, he's hilarious, by the way. Just like like Deadpool level hilarious. Kind of stupid, kind of funny. And there's a little rundown here of him. Um, who are these guys anyway? You know, in this one. And I thought that was pretty cool that they had it. The Badger is Norbert Sykes a Vietnam veteran suffering from an extremely rare multiple personality disorder, which has its origins in childhood trauma. Only those details. I won't give you more, but it gets funny. Let's just say it starts off with him in the mall, picking up his buffalo, who just got his hair done. Okay. And then it ends, because I'm not going to give it away completely, with him with the artist at the Capitol. So you know what's really funny about this, Aubrey, is mm. I who who uh, is the writer on this? Is that Larry? Um, should be on the front page. Baron calls him Baron. Mike Baron. Mike Baron. Mike Baron's house. Yeah. Okay, okay, guys. The artist putting himself in the comic again. Okay. Yeah, I love that. Now he, he, he's, who, he's having a satire time. He's picking on his boss for asking for too much comic, and he's talking to his main character. So this is hysterical. Who, who published this? Is it uh, EC Comics? This is First Comics. First this Comics. Okay, First 1982 Comics. 1982 to 1987. I yeah. picked this because the episode, the, the, the Gamera that we're watching is from supposedly 1989. So this is the closest one I had in 1988. This is July 1988. Cost $1.75 originally. This one is in perfect condition. Nobody ever opened this one, but I did last night. And I'm going to tell you, I had some laughs. 
Badger's so, pretty funny. That's funny because I never read Badger. No. This is a book that I always saw on the comic shop shelves um, or or at the grocery store shelves when I was a kid. And I never, ever picked up an issue of Badger. There was something about it that just never had appeal to me. And I know it was very popular with fans. And now that you have described how wonkers it is, I might have to go back and grab it because you can get issues of Badger for super cheap. Sometimes you can get the entire series bundled at your local comic shop. Well, so, if you follow me on Instagram, I have a video where I found a bunch of buffalo in Tennessee randomly. I thought it was hilarious. The the, the Instagram reel has over a thousand followers because I guess maybe somebody else found the buffalo a few times. Is it but a buffalo farm? Autumn, it might be a buffalo farm. I don't know. We were just driving. I don't even remember the address, but I said, stop, stop, stop. And on the hill, it's just like a dozen. I'm like, <laughs> buffalo. <laughs> That's fantastic. So in honor of Tennessee and the buffalo in 1988. <laughs> That's Go check awesome. Out Badger. I love it. Willow, you got anything in your uh, box this morning? Any prizes? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I picked up a wig from uh, one of my neighbors. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Um, that makes you look yeah. like you're um, somebody's mom. You don't look this like the same person, Willow. Really no connection to my real name. <laughs> okay, Willow, describe how you look for the audience. I... I uh, can I see your manager, please? <laughs> yeah. So she, the the wig that she's showing is a uh, a Karen Bob. Yeah. It, it, yeah. No, it's definitely a, a wig Bob. that I will not wear. So I'm probably gonna donate it. <laughs> so. I feel like it might be a character in the future. You could always dye the wig, though. What if you made it like yeah on purple? Yeah. Ooh. See, it's I like the that idea. Style of it, though, that like, I don't know. It's it's not a becoming wig put, put at that, all. It's yeah. Okay. So this Willow, this looks like you at fifty nine years old. <laughs> okay. Okay. She needs a dye job, honey. You need it. Yes. Pink, purple. But give her a dye job. Do do pink. You have that beautiful pink top. It'll look great with it. Isn't that weird? How hair really changes the whole shape of our face and the whole i mean i've done short hair it's I, i've never had the issue of feeling like you know um wanting to you know suddenly have eight kids and be on a reality tv show <laughs> wearing a moo. <laughs> oh we broke aubrey okay so I'm going to reach into my cereal box. And I said this last week and I couldn't find them. But this week I did find in honor of our episode last week, I dug into my collection and I found Jet Jaguar. Punch, punch, punch. This came out in 2014. I got this at Walmart and it, the only thing that moves on him is his head and his arms. Otherwise, it's pretty much a PVC statue. Um, and this came out in a Godzilla series. Um, who who put this out? Um, I don't know. It just says made in China. But um, they did a whole line of Godzilla 
figures uh, with the release of the 2014 legendary uh, MonsterVerse Godzilla movie. And this was at Walmart and I had to have it. And it, yeah. So that's my prize from the cereal box playing into our theme this morning with Gamera Rebirth. So with that, it is time to dive into our Saturday morning 101, doing a very special Kaiju Crunch brought to you by Nightly Spirits Ghost Tours, 17 cities across the country. Go to nightlyspirits.com to book your tour, get your tickets, use my promo code JohnP667, and you can take 10% off anywhere in the country. And it's pretty awesome. Well, guys, I'm super excited about this. Now, as we dig into this, some people in the audience have already emailed me and said, Johnny, why are you talking about a brand new series on Netflix? Because it plays directly into the Saturdays of my youth. Growing up watching Godzilla movies and kaiju movies was a big part of who I was as a kid. And just because something is old doesn't make it better. And just because something is brand new doesn't make it not worth consideration. And so I have fallen in love with Gamera in recent years, as I've admitted on the show. Uh, Aubrey, you, you've you really got a soft spot for this character. And when they announced a brand new animated series, cartoon series on Netflix, I was like, ooh, my Saturday mornings have just become richer. Now, six episodes, and this is um, Gamera Rebirth. That's a great picture of him. Um, and it's on Netflix, six episodes, 40 minutes each. I sat down Thursday morning when it dropped, just thinking I was going to watch one episode and I ended up watching all six in between phone calls and work and all of that. And I will just give you my initial thoughts on this show. I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. Now, for those of you, Willow's going to talk about this in a minute. But some of you may not appreciate that it is all in Japanese and it is subtitled. So you do have to pay attention and and read the subtitles, which I actually prefer. I I prefer the original language over English dubs because English actors never get the intonations quite right when when they're trying to... Anyway, it's a thing I have. Now, I will say, I love the show. I thought it was awesome. However, my one nit that I'm going to pick is that it was obvious where they spent the animation budget because the human characters are in a very flat anime style. And it is very obvious that they were, although they look hand-drawn, they were computer-generated. And some of the scenes, those human characters are so stilted and so flat, 
um, it, it really took me out of the moment. I noticed it. However, Gamera, the other kaiju, the fights, OMG. They went all out and made this thing unbelievably good. And I'm not going to spoil it, but there's baby Gamera. Um, <laughs> and Aubrey, how much of this did you watch? I got uh, four episodes in. Okay, that's where Willow is. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm at the beginning yeah. of the fourth episode right now. Yeah, I did I did not. I've got some some stuff going on, um, and I'm not going to share well, on here, but I, I, I only got four episodes. But I will... I will say that before I saw, I have a difference of opinion than you, Johnny, but I want okay. to hear what Willow has to say. <laughs> Uh-oh. Go, Willow. <laughs> I suffer badly from ADD. Um, so sitting there reading um, the uh, the dialogue, Subtitles. I, I, I just, I'm sorry, Johnny, I... That's where that's where the dub comes in handy for me because you know I just can't sit sit there for long periods of time watching things that are that that have subtitles. Um, I often use uh, television as background noise while I'm doing housework, and if something catches my eye or you know if the episode is interesting enough, then I'll sit down and watch it. But yeah. Um, well, and, and so that—that's how I like to watch any foreign um, show or movie is in the original language with the subtitles. Like <clears throat> right now, I, I really love a show on Netflix called Ragnarok. It's about mm -hmm. the Norse gods reborn in contemporary times, and it's really awesome. And it's—it's it's a Norwegian show. It was originally filmed, you know, in the Norwegian language, but they do an English dub that is just horrible because to me, it doesn't line up with the mouth patterns. And, you know, I want to hear the original language. I want to hear the characters as they did the intonation. That That's my thing. Um, so all foreign films I watch with subtitles and I'm going to, I'm one of those weirdos who... I will even watch English shows, American shows, with the subtitles on. Well, sometimes you kind of have to, especially with like newer films now, because the the volume is like either really really low <clears throat> or really really high, where you have to turn down your TV. Christopher Nolan <clears throat> are notorious for this, <laughs> um, but for me, it's because when I'm at home. If I'm watching a movie at home or a TV at home, there are so many distractions, family, dogs, um, people wanting to talk to me while I'm watching <laughs> the show. I'm like, I, I, look, do you see that the TV it for me, it's not background for me, it's focused time. Um, so I, I watch things with the subtitles and, and a lot of times you catch things in the subtitles that you didn't hear or that you wouldn't have heard. And um, the, the plus size is side of this. Yes. I'm learning how to swear in Japanese. <laughs> this isn't okay. a show 
kids, guys. No, it is not. They drop the F-bomb quite a bit. <laughs> of course, it's in Japanese. So if your kids can't read yet, it's probably not a big deal. But, but, um, yeah. Uh, and and this this TV show is true to the origins of Gamera in that Gamera has a connection with the children. And they are the main, really the main focus of the story. Um, but Aubrey, your thoughts. Okay. I'm bracing I have, myself. I, I have not minced words about the fact that I am a huge anime fan. Um, I, I started pretty early um, comparatively to some. And then I resurfaced um, later on. The style that you're referring to about the children's art is um, what I lovingly refer to as Ruby style. And if anybody okay. watches the anime, they will understand that Ruby is one of the first animes that came out um, that came to us. And it was that kind of bubble art where the details were not there, but you could almost see all the way around the head. The, the, the details were different. It was more like we could reach in and grab the person. Um, yes, like you've got Alfred up there, Johnny. Um, the details of the person's pores you cannot see, where you can see Gamera's, like, the shadow on his teeth and the etching where, you know, he ground it in certain areas. So I agree with you. The Kaijos have a lot the, more detail. They're flushed out. The, the grittiness is there. You can see shadows better. Um, but with the kids, they tried to make it more like the new art. I think they're trying to bring their own younger generations in. Um, a lot of older generations that we grew up with a different kind of art in our comics, um, they're just they're kind of hit and miss when it comes to that style. Me, I watch anime because the backgrounds look like art. Like That's why I liked the old kaiju movies, because they had paintings, and they had things that they reused that were gorgeous. And so for me... This anime, while I do love Gamera, I am a Gamera fan, hero of the universe. I also was like practically like clenching my fists. I didn't like the whole story um, as much as I thought I would. Um, I didn't, I liked that they had a similarity with the old kaiju movies where every time they redid it, it was the same kind of things. Like you could see, if you've seen the old kaiju movies, you could see where he got attacked by certain monsters on the same places on his body that he did in the old movies. So that's a shout out, that's cool. But then like, I don't know, like the military was kind of useless in this. They were they also... always are. Well, they see, always are in kaiju movies. The I the military I, is like a useless tool. I, I, I agree most of the time, but I like this one just particularly felt like, it felt like they were saying that the adults didn't know what to do. Like there was, all these specialists, all these scientists and soldiers are like, oh, we have no idea. But it felt like they were a little more educated um, in the actual live action kaiju movies. Whereas this one, it just came to them. Now, again, I haven't seen the last few episodes, but I am intrigued by why the kid has the migraines happening, the headaches. Um, I'm, I want to know more. You're you going to be horrified. So, oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. I want to know more. Um, I do not, I'm going to say right now, I know that they've had spiciness in other, <laughs> spiciness in other kaiju movies, but w why was it necessary for this wonderful scientist lady to throw on a pink bikini and go sunning? 
I don't know. Um, I feel like that was like randomly shoved in there in the story. They do that sometimes in anime. Like, there, why I are we in the shower now? No, and then but... they don't do that for fans <laughs> with the guys. <laughs> so like I could I could understand if they put it in reason, but come on. The scientist is wearing short shorts for no reason. She could have a nice butt in some, I don't even know. So there's so many things with this one that I'm like, I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch it again um, after I finished it and like one whole strip. But I got to say, I love the kaiju art. I love the background. If you really look, you can see some amazing details in the background. Try not to focus too much on um, the, the bullying American versus Japan situation. I'm not going to even well, go Well, listen. There. <laughs> I watched I watched the whole thing and mm. by the sixth episode, that bullying issue, it plays out the way it did in real life for me. I, okay. I would spoiler alert. Okay. Um Brody now I definitely want to see it. Yeah, Brody, Boca, and I forget the girl's name, um with the glasses. Um I can never uh never remember her name. By the way, did I just spoil that? You did. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, sorry. Gender reveal live. It, on well, it has, it's clarified in episode four. Yes. Um, so, mm -hmm. but um, anyway, the, the spoiler is they all become, they become very close with the bully Brody. And yes. by the end of the series, they are tight friends. And Brody is a, a hero. Um, has that ever happened in real life though becoming best friends yeah. with your uh, with your bully oh yeah johnny yeah that, did for him. yeah that happened to me mm -hmm. I, because I, I, I have never had that happen but that's i beat the tar out of him and then he wanted to be around me all the time i have heard stories like that but i yeah. will say that if you don't like the whole you know americans picking on other people when they go to their country brody gets a good old slap from his papa you agree with anything like that? I mean, that kid's face gets turned around. I was like, oh, I remember that. Now, I will also tell you, <laughs> non-spoiler alert, that by episode five, you will understand why the military is so useless, why they are so ineffectual. Okay, then I definitely it's a major. It's a major plot point. And it will take you by surprise but it shouldn't. If you're a fan of kaiju movies, one of the Challenge. hallmarks, yeah, one of the hallmarks of kaiju movies is that they always have this human storyline running concurrent with the kaiju storyline. And one of the hallmarks of the Gamera movies is that the humans are actually as involved in the story as the kaiju. Like Godzilla movies the human storylines are just kind of tacked on mm -hmm. um, and have little impact on the, the kaiju in mm -hmm. this. And especially in five and six, the connection that the kids have to Gamera is a major, major, major plot point. Um, it's, and it's actually kind of horrifying in, in episode five, you're going to be horrified. Anyway, that's all I'm yeah. gonna say. Okay, now, 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 I gotta finish it. Like I was gonna wait a little bit, maybe, but now I'm gonna have to finish it today. <laughs> yeah. Now, one of the good things about um, Japanese 
movies, animation. And, and, and look, I'm not an anime fan. So I am glad, though, that this did not have the same uh, animation frame rate as traditional anime. This had a very American flow and style to the frame rate. And for those of you who know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Um, anime typically makes me sick because the animation frame rate is so, uh, you know, jumpy. Mm -hmm. um, I can't watch it because it'll it'll make me sick, gives me a headache. Um, oh. But this did not. This does not have that traditional Japanese anime frame rate. It's a it's um, a Western style frame rate with a anime character model style. Mm. Um, but here's one of the good things about the Japanese shows and the original movies. Characters tend to do the same things over and over or multiple times. So in this show, there were a couple of times that I was fast forwarding because they were giving me the same information over and over and over. And so only in a couple of places where I was like, wait a minute, what just happened? Did I go back and rewatch it? So I cheated a little bit, but, but that's okay. Because anime where the, where it takes a whole episode for a character to throw a punch. Exactly. Exactly. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Let's go down the list of the Shonen. All right. I'm still trying to make it through Naruto y'all. Uh, I'm still like I, 200 I episodes towards the end. I haven't made it yet. I watched like the first season of Dragon Balls, and that's where it, I, I didn't know. I, I couldn't. I couldn't go through the whole. I, I love Beyblade. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Beyblade, and um, you know, I had I had an affinity for uh, for Pokemon for a while there when it first started. Um, yeah, I don't know, just something about, uh, after a while, it just, it taking a whole episode for one punch. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and so that's, that's kind of my point here. Um, by the way, um, I am not an anime fan. I've admitted it publicly multiple times. However, the live action One Piece on Netflix, mm. unreal good. It's so good. Okay, um, okay, and, okay, okay. Go ahead. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I'm watching well, well, into it. <laughs> well, I, I've never seen the original one so because I can't watch anime. So, um, and and my son is a huge fan of One Piece. And he watched the entire, you know, 800 episodes that are out there right now. Which, um, by the way, it comes out all the time. It's still coming out now. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, mm -hmm. it's an ongoing thing. Um, and he loves it. I don't. Um, and, and, but I'm, I'm one of those weirdos that I actually love the live action adaptations. I loved Cowboy Bebop. I thought it was gorgeous and I loved the characters and I loved the whole series. I actually liked the live action adaptation of Full Metal Alchemist. I thought it looked fantastic and, um, I, I, I really enjoyed that. Of course, I watched Full Metal Alchemist with the subtitles, and um, we have some comments about that. Before we get to our viewer comments, 
um, on Gamera and um, their their opinions. Any other words that you guys want to share, Aubrey or Willow? I do like okay yeah they it feels like they did skimp a little bit on the art a little bit um the human <laughs> I mean, art I'm being, I'm being nice i'm being nice about the it. human uh, art not yeah. not well, not the not the machinery and not the kaiju i mean look look at this that's okay. fantastic yeah but sometimes it's really hard to see what the other monsters look like too like through a lot of their details like you're just showing Gamera. You're not showing the the rest of the monsters. Let me see. I did have a picture of the Gaios. Um, I guess it didn't load. See, I didn't have that problem, Willow. I don't know that I agree with you on that one. It was. I, I very... feel like there. It, it's it's just a mess of lines on some of the characters, especially when it like the far farther away shots. Hmm. That's that's an interesting. I, I could be take. wrong, but that's oh, no, that, that's, that's how all I right. feel. It's, no, no, no. I I love that we guys we have a different opinions on these things. Like I don't I don't want this to be a you know an echo chamber. I I, I love detail when it comes to it, it, like I and I know anime is kind of weird with that where some things get extreme amount of details, and then. And then you have like yeah the flat characters of the uh, of the uh, of of the rest of them, but I just find like the monsters yeah they took a lot of time to detail the characters, but you're also I I feel like that amount of detail with some of the characters you're missing a lot of you know what the what the characters are supposed to look like. Oh okay I I see what you're saying. You're you're saying that in your opinion that the the villain kaiju the bad monsters, um, and maybe even Gamera to some degree, are overly detailed. Yeah. Okay. Like I I like I like seeing scales and everything, but it just you don't really see where where it begins and where it ends as far as like the scales like uh any of the details with wings or okay i i can see where you're coming from on that if if you didn't yeah especially in close-up shots i i i i see where you're coming from um that's a fair that's fair um now you guys you're on episode four. You haven't gotten to the to the uh, sword nose. No, lizard. Yeah. Have... I've been to that one. Maybe I'm okay. past four. I, I saw. Okay. I saw the. I couldn't remember if it was four or five. His that, flips are amazing. That thing was cool, and the way Gamera took him out, I was like, oh. <laughs> Let's just say it was an Admiral Holdo moment. Yeah, we're trying not to to to, to spoil too much, but no, it's definitely it was, worth it to watch that fight. That it was it was epic, epic. So so oh. my last thing, you asked me if I had a last thing. Um, my last thing is I'm gonna finish the rest of it, and uh, I'm excited to to finish the rest of it because I do love anime. I love when we have different styles together. So while I'm not a huge fan of the Ruby style, I definitely like 
watching them incorporate it and seeing how it works in different ways. Um, I love seeing so many of the Gamera movies all in one. Like that's basically what they did. They would switch it, it all together. It's great. So it's fun to see how that works when it's incongruence in time, you know, when you can really see the timeline just shoved together like that in one group of people. And I will say that also, um, I had more than one piece of schwack today because um, I don't know if anybody knows or cares to know, but if you follow me on Instagram, I love spooky season. Spooky season, as you know, because we have a haunter here on our staff, uh, our wonderful Johnny who does his haunts. Um, we have spooky season coming up and Willow, I know you like doing little, you know, makeup stuff. So I had to get this to show it off because um, I want you to try it. It is from Casper. Can't see it because my lights are so bright. But what, what is it? It is a Profusion Friendly Ghost Eyeliner. And it is from, and it is from Cat. There he is. Look at him. It's our friend Casper, the Friendly Ghost. And they have brought him back for a line of... So Liner. So can you take? Oh, okay. There you go. Mm, I took it out of the package. And, and it's gold. It's not gold. It's actually like a metallic. It's a chrome metallic. Oh. So it changes colors. I was going to put it on, with permission, on yeah. camera. Yeah. Yeah. Go so, ahead. So so so. Here we go. All well, right. while Please while you're putting it, mm -hmm. while you're putting it on. Mm -hmm. I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to post some comments. So okay. we'll, we'll see Aubrey putting on the liner uh, in the left corner as we address some viewer comments, and then we'll come back to Aubrey and see the final product. This is exciting. This is quality <laughs> TV right here. Um, so Cartoon Commotion, Eli, uh, uh, Cartoon Commotion, Kate Hawkins says, hiya, homies. And he says, more Gamera love right on. Eli T. Cash right below him says, hope you guys are doing well. See you at the show. He will be at Beyond Smoke and Mirrors with me this afternoon. Um, and Cade at Cartoon Commotion says, I actually can't use subtitles at all unless the characters speak in a language that I don't bother to learn because English is hard enough. Um, and Brad Parnell, though, says, I generally agree with you about preferring subtitles, but I make exceptions when anime movies are done with guys like Peter Boyle, The Cat Returns, or Phil Hartman, Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay, <laughs> that that is a clear exception because if you have a vocal performance by Phil Hartman, yeah, mm -hmm. you got to hear that. You got to hear that. And Peter Boyle, what a great actor as well. Yes. Um, Cartoon Commotion says, subtitles force me to read and I'm usually distracted from the video slash story by the reading. Okay. There Thank is, you, Cade. There is some, there is some, that's a fair statement. Like I missed the detail of the Playboy pinup in Godzilla versus Megalon <laughs> because I was reading the, the See, subtitles. Right there is the reason why I'm not a huge fan of subtitles because you miss a lot of the other things that are going on in the, in the show or the movie. But see, I'm such a fan of dialogue. I'm such a fan of the spoken word. And so it's just, I, I think it's a different, uh, a different uh, approach to the whole thing. But Cartoon Commotion says, I enjoy dubs because they are funny. See, I don't like things that are unintentionally funny because they're bad. 
I, I just oh. don't like that. I don't. But Cartoon Commotion also says, I have a lot of fun with OG Gamera movie dubs. The 80s films made me laugh a lot, but that's me. We all watch with different perspectives. Exactly. Exactly, we do. And Johnny, you're not alone. Most anime makes me feel sick or gives me that sick feeling too. I only really like Astro Boy. Ooh. Otherwise, I feel exactly what you're talking about. And that's from cartoons. Yeah, there's a lot of motion too. in a lot of the anime. And yeah, I can see getting motion sickness from it. Uh, Kellyanne Woods Tupper says, what happened? It's got a loading screen. I don't know. That didn't there's, happen on our end. I think there's a bit of a, a delay between um, what it's uh, from us speaking to what it's showing on uh, Facebook. Yeah, there probably is a little bit of a delay, but she says it's all better now. And um, Cartoon Commotion says, I need to revisit the Hanna-Barbera Zilla series now. So, Cade, that might be next week for us. Um, I haven't decided, because Aubrey, I know that you have to be gone next week on a trip. Mm -hmm. um, we may, it. Yeah, we may save that till you get back okay. so yeah um but we we definitely need to revisit the hanna-barbera godzilla cartoon series and the 1996 netflix godzilla animated series and look at oh my gosh look at how gorgeous that lip liner is holy cow so Aubrey. it's got orange green silver all shimmering so it's very reflective it's very holographic so it's it's actually taken my lips to a different color but it has green gold and like an orange in it so it's perfect for spooky season and i used it to highlight all over and i had a neutral okay. lip shade and now it looks like a copper and it catches different yeah. forms of light i definitely hello nurse <laughs> Looks great. I definitely suggest trying this on your eye, and it is also safe for a lip topper. I just wouldn't suggest if you're a chapstick licker, don't use it on your lips. <laughs> so, um, Andrew Milden says, I only watch TV on subtitles. It's kind of like white noise to me now. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. But Andrew Milden says, Anime! <laughs> and brad parnell says i did see a dub kung fu movie in a theater and american character walked up to a chinese character and asked a question the guy says i'm sorry i don't speak english i was the only one laughing that's funny and cartoon funny. commotion says animaniacs reference hello nurse you're welcome cade well, we are caught up with comments. Amazing. Shocking. Where's Dave <laughs> Mattingly when we need him? <laughs> he must be the conference. Um, but uh, golly, you know, it is funny that we have such different perspectives on the show. Mm -hmm. um, but Aubrey, after you finish it, Willow, after you finish it, and I'm going to challenge you to finish it, um, I would love to come back and hear what you guys think after the story is complete. Mm -hmm. 
Because I would have sent the bully to the monster room uh, right from the beginning. <laughs> well, that kind of okay. Oh, so, so, much. <laughs> so who was the one who uh, reached out his hand to Brody to help him up? It was Joe, right? Mm-hmm. Joe, that speaks volumes to Joe's character. I think Joe did that because he saw his dad slap him, and Joe has a tough home life. I'm not going to give any more details away, but guys, there's always an underdog character in your life that could use just a little more TLC. And in this show, Joe's the one. He's really got a lot less going for him than all the other kids, but he's really kind of like the tough character that you got to get through the shell of. It's worth watching if you're just for the underdog. He's our underdog. Yeah, and and his... All of the characters have an amazing character arc. Um, they grow in really profound ways in these six episodes. And so I can't wait to see what you guys think after you finish it. Okay. Dun, 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 the gauntlet Ooh, is laid down, Willow. All right. <laughs> We're going to have to send our reviews together, Willow. We'll, we'll let Johnny sure just how much we think at the very end. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, that is it for us this morning. I hope you guys uh, in the audience have had fun with us this morning. Please, uh, you know, don't take my word for it, but go watch Gamera. And, oh, and Aubrey, did you Mm -hmm. notice that through the series, each episode, his tusks get a little bit longer? Yes, I did. I think we might have some storyline continuing later on. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, um, thanks for watching. If you guys enjoyed this show, please do consider uh, becoming a supporter at uh, buymeacoffee.com slash cereal box pod. And that is going to be displayed on the screen right there. Thank you, Willow. You beat me to it. You're awesome. (laughs) You're awesome. And uh, if you like the show, make sure you share it, post comments, continue to comment throughout the week. We'll respond to them throughout the week. And, uh, you know, share it with two, three hundred of your closest friends and family. If you're watching us on video, subscribe to whatever platform you're watching on so that you never miss an episode. And uh, if you're listening on audio only on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeart, Podopolo, Podbean, wherever you're listening, uh, drop us a a review, a five-star review, or send us a a voicemail if you're on Spotify. It would be very, very cool. And um, Willow, what do you got going on this week? Where can people follow, find, and support you? Uh, Nothing really happening this week as far as Cryptic Crunch goes, but, uh, you know, the Ice Cream Queens uh, probably have a really good episode uh, happening tomorrow. So They they probably do, and I don't know what it is happening tomorrow. They haven't (laughs) told me yet. Oh, Oh, okay. Spooky season, even Johnny. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, tune in uh, tomorrow for the Ice Cream Queens, guys. Uh, Let's uh, support uh, them and uh, our creepy girls. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Aubrey, what about you? Where can people follow, find, and support you? You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. If you ever need a photographer, a face painter, or a character showing up in costume, that is me. 
I go to conventions and I love talking to my fans and my friends and my foes about the shows they watch. And by the way, um, if you are a convention and you'd like to have value added guests who can provide entertainment, not just uh, broadcasting live from your convention and covering it, but also hosting cosplay and doing performances, you can book us. And Aubrey has taken part of that responsibility under her wing. So, uh, you know, give her a call, give her a -a ring-a-ding. And uh, as for me, this afternoon at 1 p.m., you can see me at the Palace Theater with Beyond Smoke and Mirrors, brought to you by Exit Realty, Garden Gate Team, and um, all active duty military, police, EMS, and their families get in free. So come out this afternoon, 1 o'clock, if you're in Middle Tennessee. If you're not in Middle Tennessee and you want to see a show, uh, you can see that on our Patreon page. And you can get all of that at my website, johnnybeyond.com. And look, if you've got a theater in your town that you think we should come perform at, connect us, get us in touch. And uh, we would love, love, love to do that. All right, guys and gals, that is it for us this week. Thank you so much. Love you, mean it. We'll catch you on the back of the cereal box. Everybody have a great, great week. And thank you for watching. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon.